0: Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Haji speaking It's an absolute pleasure for us to be you know been on this long journey with you guys It's today as officially is our four-year anniversary We started this project uh, four years ago talking about the reigning national team and so far It's just been such a fantastic journey and um, we appreciate all the support and everything that you guys have given us today myself uh, Pejman Aparce and Ariella Verdi. We're going to be talking about the preview of Iran's big, big match, which technically speaking, is definitely had a World Cup final because that, would, that match would definitely dictate if we're going to, you know, make it to the next round or not. So, we hope you guys enjoyed. There's plenty to talk about and as always, thank you guys for the support. <laughs> Guys, I'm right now joined with Arrie Alaverdi and our very own Pejman Pars. I mean, they're both part of the team. I'm just trying to, you know, teasey the there. Uh, guys, absolute pleasure to uh, have you guys on the pod again. Uh, it's been a while for me to discuss about a national team. A huge, huge game. It's basically our World Cup final this Friday. Uh, Arrie, how you doing today? Good,
1: good, uh, happy to be on the show again, hopefully we can discuss some topics uh, leading up to the World Cup uh, this Friday, and our game against Morocco, and we'll see what's happened during the last couple of weeks, uh, excited yeah. uh, to be with Pejman and yourself,
0: Pasha. Pejman? Hi guys, I'm ready, let's go. Alright, awesome. So, for the listeners that are listening to this, um, obviously, as... You guys know the reigning national team compared to the likes of morocco is definitely not prepared Uh, Morocco in the last let's say seven matches they played against the likes of serbia, Uzbekistan, ukraine, slovakia Recently they just played against estonia Um, Out of all these matches they won uh, four of them drew one uh, Which is you know fantastic they're they're just on a streak and right now they're considered africa's best team for a reason (laughs) <laughs> Compared to the likes of Iran, uh, you know, recent matches, you know, we played against Uzbekistan, which wasn't even their side. It was the young players from that team. We played against Syria, Leone, Leone. Apparently, that wasn't even their national team side. We recently lost to Turkey. Uh, two of our matches that should have been played against Greece and Kosovo um, got canceled. And recently, behind closed doors, we played against Lithuania. So, r- guys, right off that bat, we got big issues. Uh, especially that, you know, Kairush seems like he, didn't, he couldn't experience much as well. So coming off with you, Aria, uh, you're looking at Morocco's side and the way they've been playing and with the likes of teams they've been playing compared to the likes of Iran. It's it's not going to be easy, is it? No,
1: no you're right. Uh, it won't be easy. Uh, you know, I think the game against uh, Slovakia and Estonia, I mean, they're not the biggest sides in Europe, but at least they're playing uh, You know, European teams on a regular basis. I think that it shows that they're preparing the team uh, well. Uh, they've got players playing in Europe uh, week in, week out, and it, it will be easy um, because, you know, our defence has been shaky the last couple of friendlies. Uh, you know, Jalil Hosseini is not in the squad. Um, obviously, him and Ganji were the rock at the back in the, in the qualifiers. I mean, you won't have them. So, I, you know, I think that Morocco will go into the game uh, with the f- more of an attacking intent than Iran because, you um, for me, I think that they uh, will know that the players like Bilhonda, Ziyech, Amrabat, Pusufa, etc. They have the quality to unlock any defence. And I think because of the, the way Iran playing against Turkey, they'll go on with the confidence that they can score goals against Iran. And you know that could go in their favour or it could go against them because Iran, obviously, we know in the past can hit teams on the counter. And if they try to attack and really enforce the game, you know, it might actually go against them. So, it'll be interesting, but um, it won't be easy for sure.
0: on, based off of what um, Arya said, you know, looking at the fixtures that Morocco played compared to the likes of Iran, especially considering the fact that behind closed doors there were some injuries. Um, the I- IFF, you know, the Iranian Football Federation, gave a press release saying that Torabi, Amiri, and um, Dejaga obviously wasn't 100%, so he's injured as well, amongst those lists. And I believe there was somebody else and Tarami, um, do you think it's going to make a big impact, especially considering the fact that, that I'm pretty sure we all could agree that Taremi would have started this match against Morocco?
2: Well, there's always some problems uh, in the team if you have too many injuries. That means that this, the problem starting lineup that Keres had in mind must change. Now, let's say that uh, neither Taremi or Dejaga or even Rezaian, he was on the list too, and uh, if none of them will start again against Morocco, then we have uh, then Carlos must uh, put in some new players there that he maybe didn't want to do in the first place. We really don't have a good backup for uh, Rezoyan since Uriagafuri is out. So maybe if he's going to put uh, Pejman Montazeri in there, and uh, for Torremy, I do believe we can, we can put in someone there. But the, the problem is that Kerosh. He got a game plan. He got an idea that he wanted to uh, to to show against Morocco. And with too many injuries, that's a problem. So hopefully, I hope that all the players are fit and ready, so that the coach can choose the best starting eleven. Now, we, we can say, that so, oh, okay, it's good that uh, Rezaion is out because we don't think it's good enough or uh, Taremi is out. But to be honest, we don't wish any player uh, uh, any injuries. And uh, hopefully, uh, they are, are, are all fit. And we'll see what the uh, could, could bring to the table when it's time to play against Morocco.
0: And, you know, based off the reports uh, behind closed doors, and for the folks that are listening to this, uh, we defeated Lithuania 1-0. Uh, Ansari Farid apparently scored in the 88th minute um, Behind closer, this was our lineup Bayram band, Ramin Rezaian, a right back Ali Genji, Cheshmi um, Cheshmi is world class by the way uh, And um, those, those were our center backs Left back was Mohammadi. Ibrahimi was pretty much our number 6 So this is more of like a 4-1-4-1 Jahan Shojai, and Tarimi And Azmun Abtah. Arya, uh, pretty much this is I would say this is nearly our you know lineup um i'm pretty sure there's gonna be one surprise in there but i still do believe if let's say if tarmi is not 100 i believe amiri will slot in there because of his work rate and especially we're going to talk about what my prediction is for, about the morocco team and um we'll discuss about how k is gonna how we're gonna you know basically counter them and tactics and that do you would you agree that that's pretty much a lineup or um do you feel like carlos is gonna fare with something else against morocco
1: yeah, I, I think it's probably the lineup. Uh, I think I agree with you on why may will probably start if Tarami is injured, um, which could be the case. Um, I think the defense pretty much picks itself. I think Rose Cheshmi will start next to Purali Ganji because uh, Kirosh seems to think he's the best defender in the last ten years that we produced, uh, which I think is a really strange thing to say, but uh, that's what he said this uh, this week. Um, the fillbacks will be Reza and Mohamadi if both are fit because they're basically the only natural fillbacks who were taken to the World Cup so I assume they would start Um, I think defensive midfielder will be uh, Ibrahimi uh, because it has to be I don't think, uh, there's there's only Cheshmi, if he starts in centre back then there's no one else to play Um, Shojai seems like he will start Haisafi will start uh, John bash will start, Osmond, and then it'll be up between. Uh, I think it'll be a toss-up between Amiri or Ansel Farr for that left-winger spot. But, but yeah, um, I think it pretty much picks itself.
0: Pejman, considering the fact that with this lineup, I don't know if you feel like he, there's some a trick up Carlos Caro's sleeve that we all know he's he's always up for surprises. But I also think that what he said about uh, Cheshmi, that how he said he's the best modern center back in around for the last ten years, from what he's seen, is definitely not. I don't. He actually think he means that. I think he's just trying to install a confidence boost, especially with how you know, as all fans and pundits, and stuff, how you know Cheshmi's performances last couple of games have been atrocious. To be honest, um, do you think that's a sort of a tactic from Kirosh's side?
2: can't imagine any other reason, to be honest, uh, but it's hard for us to say. I mean, he's the coach that sees him every day in practice and he knows more about it than we do. But I do believe that it's a way for him to put some pressure to release some pressure off uh, Cheshmi. He's been criticized in Iran and uh, outside of Iran as well for his uh, poor performances. And he's still a young guy, and uh, that's something that affects him. So I think this is a way for Carlos to, to make sure that uh, he still gets the best out of his player. And hopefully this is something that can be a mentally important thing. But to be honest, I can't really see that, that the things that he's talking about, that uh, he's one of the best central players, uh, defenders that Iran had in the last ten years, or modern defenders, or, or something that he said. Yeah, maybe with the right training or, or uh, uh, with, with the right attitude, he can be. But the problem is that's not even his uh, uh, his position. So uh, I don't. I can see. Uh, let us say like this: the things that Carlos have been talking about, Cheshmi. It's nothing that means that we've been seeing on the pitch so far. Right. Uh, but we didn't see the game against Lithuania, so maybe he did great there, but I can't really tell. Right.
0: Guys, let me just uh, keep it with the center-back issue. Because this is some. This is a huge, huge, huge risk, I think, that he left Jalo Hosseini out. Especially, I think that Mortis Oprali Gendry is a much better center-back due to Jalal Hosseini. Now, I'm not saying that Jalal Hosseini should have started all three games. There's no way. But I do believe that he could have been a huge part, especially if they're going to start uh, Khabib up top. know, Morocco's for the first match. But guys, don't you guys think it's from the likes of Montazeri, Khanzadeh, Cheshmi, uh, you know, obviously poor Ali Ganji is nailed on s- starter. Wouldn't you guys say that at least Montazeri should have been the starter, especially he has vast amount of experience, despite the fact that he's been injured, uh, throughout the season for Esteban you?
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, listen, I, I think Montez is mm-hmm. Montez- a, a great player at the last World Cup. He played as a right back, you know, and he showed that he's a fantastic player. A lot of the pundits around the world were um, really um, happy with how he played for Iran. He was one of our best players, but the reason why I don't think he should start is because. I mean, yeah, you, you, can, you can argue that it's international football is different, but for his club, he yeah. hasn't really been there. He's been playing at right back for his club. Sometimes he played in midfield. Sometimes he played at the back, and he was injured for most of the season. Which and even already... against Tunisia, right. he, you know, he, him and Cheshmi really, really messed up in that game. You know, and, and then Khazri scored the goal. Um, for me, and if you watch SLR's games this season. Uh, the only player who was regularly playing until he got injured just at the end of the season was Majid Hosseini, and I'm not saying that you should start in the World Cup. But if a player isn't performing for his club and a younger player is playing more than him and performing better than him, then you should consider it as a way of like, well, why should he start if he's not performing? And of course, like I say, international football is different, and it is different. But you've also got to take into the perspective that is he. Is he losing that, that um, level of fitness that he had, that one yard, one yard of speed that he had in 2014? In my opinion, uh, Montezerre is a great defender, but I think he has lost that speed. We saw that against Tunisia. And he's not been playing as much. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, there's a lot of options uh, that Kyrouz can do. He can play there; who's a great player. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What do you, you think,
0: Pejman? I mean, there's Majid Hosseini as well that I forgot to mention. He's done such a marvelous job. And uh, when I was in Iran, when I was speaking to Schaefer, and I asked him if you think two players that potentially you know could break it in Europe, he mentioned, obviously, the goalkeeper, Hossein Hosseini and Majid Hosseini. And that goes on to show you how highly a foreign manager, obviously, uh, rates his you know uh, center back like that. And he And he just recently just came in through. Uh, Peshma, coming off of you, I think that Montazeri was definitely needed uh, regardless of, you know, uh, his past history and stuff, especially because it's it's too it's too big of a gamble to leave Jalal out and just install Cheshmi, and, especially that Cheshmi hasn't even played as a centre-back for his club. He's just been playing as a defensive midfielder. Um, big risk?
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know what more to say about this topic. Really, I mean, this is a risk that's uh, this is a risk that they've been taking now, uh, K. Rush and his uh, staff, uh, and it's something that's uh, I guess we can evaluate first after the World Cup. That was it a correct choice or not? So far, I mean, Carlos have got the benefit benefit of the doubt so far. If this um, lineup or this cho- choice uh, with Cheshmi would have been taken by an Iranian coach. I'm sure uh, there will be much more setups than it's than it has been so far. People are, uh, sure, they don't like the idea, but uh, they, they give uh, Carlos the benefit of the doubt, making sure, like, okay, now you've chosen this guy. Uh, prove us wrong. And if you prove us wrong, good. Then uh, then you show that you are the, the coach, you're the number one, that you've been in Iran for seven years and you know what you're talking about. But if you really mess up, if Chesh does uh, some simple mistakes, uh, it shows that this this gamble was was way too high to take in a such an important stage uh, in his or in the team's uh, uh, progress. Maybe th- this could happen after the World Cup. So, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I want to stay optimistic and say, okay, let's give uh, uh, Carlos Keros and the team the the benefit of the doubt and hope that they will actually do their really best because we know that usually Iran plays quite good against better better opponents and that's what we are up to in the World Cup.
0: Guys, um, let's talk about the Moroccan national team. I'm pretty sure all three of us have watched their matches, and we have a better insight, you know, about how they are. From what I've seen, I don't want to say they're a better opponent. I just believe they're a much better uh, prepared side, you know, especially from the likes of their their performance against Estonia. They play very, very well uh, distributing the ball. I think that's one of their most key traits, and very attacking uh, from the lineup against Estonia. So... You know, from what I've gathered is that they had Munir in goal, which I was going to be nailed on goalkeeper. Um, but there's still Hakimi, the, pl- the player that plays for Real Madrid. Apparently, he's got an injured from base off of Moroccan um, New Zealand. So that's hypothetically, so let's say he's going to start. He was playing as a left back. Then you got Saiz and Benicia nailed on center back. They're, they're going to definitely start. However, what's interesting is that instead of Mandil, he started Abrobat, a winger, as a you know right back. Against Estonia, this is, by the way. And and in the center midfield, he had El Ahmadi. Obviously, every Feyenoord fan heavily rates him because he's done such a fantastic job for that club throughout the years. And one of the players that I think he's the heart and central of this team is not Hakim Ziyech, but it's this guy, is Busufa. I think he's just been marvelous watching him. He's definitely that sort of player that Iran lacks distribute the ball with, and I think he's going to be, if we could, like, Cut this guy's supply line off. I think that's when Iran is going to win that match. And uh, as a number ten role, you had Hakim Ziyak Belhanda as a left wing and a right wing. You had Harit, another top player that is playing for Shahkan. Up top, Kabi, a player that has scored, I believe, in fourteen matches, like twelve or ten goals, something ridiculous like that. And he just recently just got into the side. So guys, um, coming off with Juaria, very attacking side, very dynamic. Um, would you really see Herbert Renard going to play this attacking uh, against Iran? Possibly. I, I think, um, like, like you said, they've got a very dynamic
1: team, uh, great uh, ball distributors. I wouldn't necessarily say they have great um, runners, you know, pacey players. I think Amrabat's the only player who can run and after a, a defender and try and get by them. I don't think Bel Honda and Zieg have that in them uh, as much. Um, but, but I think I think the game against, against um, Iran, sorry, against Morocco will go uh, very cagey in the first half. I think both teams will be, um, you know, quite neck-and-neck uh, and, neck and they'll be trying to just feel each other out. first half will be very neck-and-neck. Neck. I think maybe a late goal in the first half will be the most you will see. But I think the second half will be uh, one of the teams will need to come out the shell and uh, attack the game and I think that Morocco will be that team that comes out of the shell and tries to attack the game I think that they will attack first and I think that Iran will then have to sit back and try and counter and I think that's how they'll score the goal I think if Iran do score a goal it will be because of a Moroccan error uh, or maybe they've pushed forward too much and Iran hit them on the break with the pace of Bordeaux if he comes off the bench or Jambach etc but I don't see uh, Iran attacking the game as much as Morocco uh, probably will, Um, but I still feel like the fullbacks should be, um, if Hakimi is fit, it should be Hakimi at right back and Mendel at left back, but if he plays uh, Amrabat in that sort of right back position and plays Harit in the sort of um, attacking line, it would be interesting to see, very interesting to see.
0: Pejman, uh, tell us about what you think about the Moroccan national team side especially with this lineup they have especially concerning the fact that they play a high line uh which that stack could work to our favor depending on how how well we're going to distribute that and counter attacking them and another thing that they do such a well great job of is how quickly they press and with this Lack of depth we have in center midfield to distribute the ball. I think that's that's going to be a key battle for us. It's definitely going to be an offensive ma- match versus defensive match. Um, they're definitely going to be a side with the more ball position. They're going to attack us. Um, but what are, what is your take on it, Pejman?
2: Well, what we've seen from the friendlies, uh, I've been impressed by Morocco, and they show that uh, they they can attack and uh, they're dangerous up front as well. Uh, but uh, I believe when Morocco starts against Iran, they will be very careful uh, because they know there's a, a goal against them, an early goal against them could be really tough to handle. So I'm sure that the, the first 15-20 minutes will be a really uh, slow start with both teams, you know, try to see how, how the other guys perform and what they do if they try a, a, a pass or a different kind of tactic. Uh uh, the thing I know about the Moroccan team uh, is that just like Iran, they have a couple of stars that that shine and are better than, than the rest of the team. But they are also a very good collective that uh, we've seen both uh, in the qualifiers and now in the, in the friendlies. Uh, <clears throat> I do hope that uh, Morocco will bring their best team as well so we'll see a, a good and fair fight. But uh, I believe that the game against Iran I I think that they respect Iran more than maybe we do in the pod. Uh, So that would be probably good for Iran because uh, uh, every time when a team starts really harsh and rough against Iran, uh, it seems like the Iranian players are sleeping or really not ready to to handle that kind of pressure. So if we can have a slow start, then the Iranians have a better chance of getting into the game and, try to relax and play their football that they know they can. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll see how Morocco will play against Iran uh, when it's time. I do believe that they will take it slow, and that's good for Iran. But they have the ability to, to make a high pressure from the start and kind of shock Iran from the beginning, and that's something that the uh, k team can't afford to, uh, to accept. But I think that might happen as well. It's, it's really hard to say. Right. I want to add something quickly. Um,
1: my friend Kiarash um, was telling me that uh, uh, a stat that Iran hasn't actually come back from a, 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 a when they were losing a game, they've not come back from that ever. In, in, the, in the seven years Kiaros has been in charge of the national team, whenever we've been behind, they've never been able to um, capitalise on the, on the result and try and win a game after being behind. So that's a big issue. So if we concede first... Um, for us to then come back and try and win the game is very unlikely, um, having, uh, looking, looking back at the record that Kairos has had with the national team. So, basically, if we want to win the game, we need to score first, uh, in that sense. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, but, Aria, isn't it the, the same thing, in the opposite, that during these seven years, uh, Iran have never lost a game if they score the first goal? Correct me if I'm mistaken No, I'm just talking about yeah. the first in first 90 minutes not extra time and so that we have against uh, yeah. Iraq so whoever scores the first goal won't lose we can say that yeah it's
0: gonna be, it's, it's all gonna come down to this first uh, goal especially concerning the fact that uh, we have a we struggle a lot to create uh, goals unfortunately and um, you know it's, it's just it's gonna really come down to my personal opinion. That I'm going to ask you guys this next question. That I think it's going to come down to this. Who's going to win this Moroccan versus Iran matchup. Is definitely going to come to center midfield. We have a huge issue right now. Especially concerning the fact side is that Saeed is out. I think he's our best distributor of the ball. And uh, as we guys saw, Master Chojai was playing as a six. And I'm really happy to see that. That's not going to happen against this side. Because he's way too slow. And then you look at the heart and soul of this Moroccan national team, that I really think that the reason why this team has done so well is because of their player, Boussoufa. Uh, he's just fabulous. Every time I've watched him, um, you know, I'm just surprised that not a lot of people talk about Everybody talks, obviously, Hakim Ziyech and all these players, you know, but I think he's the heart and soul. Guys, would you guys agree with me, or would you guys say the key battle between Morocco is not actually in the midfield, it's somewhere else? Pejman?
2: Um, I think we can expect a hard uh, fight in the middle, sure. I think we can do that in, in uh, every game that Iran have and also Morocco. Uh, but uh, I think something that could be really interesting uh, is uh, how the attacking defenders, so to, so to speak, uh, yeah. from the left, both the left and right players uh, in Iran and Morocco, how they will handle. Uh, the offensive kind of play that Iran and Morocco have, because in Iran we have a uh, Mohammadi and probably and uh, that will be really important for Iran when Iran is attacking, and also in Morocco I believe is uh, Akrami uh, from Real Madrid that will be kind of uh, attacking and we will ex- uh, we will probably see him start and do some important uh, uh, ball distributions uh, from his side how will we cope how will iran and morocco handle this you know this extra pressure that's coming from the defenders i think that will be much more interesting to see uh, than the game in the middle because we will be expecting that but i don't know if we'll be expecting a game like mohammadi versus akrami that will be a really interesting thing to watch in my opinion
0: arya um, I think,
1: yeah, I think one of the issues that we've got, I think one, of the, one of the reasons why Kiro just played um, Ansari Fard in uh, midfield uh, as a number eight, I think one of the main reasons is, is because we're missing Ezatullahi And, and uh, of course, Azatullahi is a tall player and uh, so is Ansari Fard. And if we play Omid uh, Ibrahimi and Hay in midfield, we're going to be very, very small. Uh, in that sort of middle of the park I think we're going to be quite weak in terms of um, physicality um, so I think that's one of the reasons why he was testing Ansari Fard as a central midfielder um, as a box-to-box kind of player in that midfield but I think he's maybe come out of that and seen that we probably don't need uh, a player of that type of ability trying to attack all the time and even when Ansari Fard tries to sit deep it doesn't really work so I think um Shojai will probably start and, and when when you have shoja high uh, Haïsafi in midfield great players with the ball um, you know, anything can happen but uh, I still feel like um, Morocco's midfield is very stacked with um, great passers and playmakers uh, the only thing I don't I don't like about Morocco's team that I, I've said it before is they're very slow in terms of although they're quick passers when they have the ball at their feet, um, they're probably not the best runners. So I don't think like when Muhammadi has the ball at his feet and he runs with the ball, I think they'll struggle. I think with Jahan Baksh's pace, with uh, Ramin Rizal, overlapping runs, um Hai Safi getting forward through the middle of the park, I think they're we're gonna cause issues on the break and with the pace in the side that I think we probably have more than Morocco, we can cause issues. But I think if Morocco decide to keep the ball mm-hmm they can do it for 90 minutes um, because of the quality of Busufa, Abel Honda, etc. But, I, I've seen it before, um, this team Iran can always uh, sit back and uh, let the play- team pass the ball and then hit them on the counter. So, it, it'd be interesting, it'd be a very, very strong Tactical battle between K-Rush and uh, Rene Harv. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what
0: happens. Guys, let's talk about Iran's uh, lineup and uh, formation. I think it's going to be what we played against Lithuania 4 1 And hopefully, if Tarim is not injured, um, you know, he'll start. And if he is injured, I think uh, Amiri will slide in. Uh, Pejman would you think? Would you say that's going to be a lineup, or would you say like Kairos is definitely going to have a surprise, obviously, that somebody we didn't expect to start will start, let's say he's going to somehow drop Cheshmi, he's going to slow in, like Montazeri, something crazy like that. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, knowing Carlos Kairos, we are always in for a surprise. I'm actually one of the worst guys to predict a lineup. When I think I got it, he, he all of a sudden like, brings in... And Zatollah Purqaz or someone. So it's, it's really hard. I do believe that we're in for a uh, for a surprise. But maybe not a big one. Maybe we'll see like somebody's close to the lineup. Like Ashkan be, be playing from start, you know. Um, that, that's the kind of surprise I'm, I'm looking at. Maybe, I don't think so. But maybe like but who instead of Sardar, uh, Karim who like... Put Karim on the bench and have Ashkan like a number 10.
0: Oh, really? So, who would you drop, though? For, uh, if you want to bring Ashkan, and who would you say needs to be dropped? Uh, Masu?
2: I don't want to drop drop anyone. I don't yeah, think yeah. maybe Ashkan is ready for 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if we were taking uh, uh, Ashkan, then in front we'll have like Osmond on the top. And from the left, we have Taremi.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we have Ashkan. And then we have Jahan Barsch. And That's then, what I think,
0: and then you you would say that Shojay and Ibrahimi will be our center midfielders.
2: No, uh, I would say Sonhoj Saifi with uh, Masu probably.
0: Oh wow, interesting. Okay, uh, Arya, based off of what um, you know, Pejman said, and would, how would you see us, you know, uh, attacking or uh, you know, decide? Would you say we're gonna be playing a compact sitting you know, and that, you know, them dictate it and then we counter-attack them? Or do you see there's a different approach that Carlos is going to do against this side?
1: It's so hard to say, Pasha, because... Um,
0: no, it's just opinions, <laughs>
1: you know. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'll, I'll try to answer it the best. Like, basically, right, I, I, I see a completely different to what Pejman sees it. I think that although Jamal Bash will start and Osmond will start, I actually think that um, if Vahid Amiri starts... I think Vahid Amiri is going to play a role very close to Mohammadi. I think that um, that will allow uh, the right-hand side with Rezayan and bash to really push forward and sort of um, in in some kind of ways um, unbalance Morocco's team. Uh, so making a more of a right-sided uh, skewed attack for Iran and the left side being quite defensive and Mohammadi only being the option from that left-hand side. If Amiri doesn't start, and let's say we start Tarnami and Godus, then what I see is is we're going to play more through the middle. Although we have the strength on the wings from Tarnami and Jalbaksh, I think then you can play Dejagat in the middle of the park and allow the team to build around him and then distribute the ball out wide. If we start, like I said, Amiri, the best way to do it, is to try, try and keep attacking down one flank and unbalance uh, Morocco's defence. Um, but if we have to play a more attacking winger um, option, then I think we have to go through the middle and have a really good playmaker in there, like Shojai and Dejaga, to then distribute the ball better. Um, because uh, we, we're going to have to feed Osmond as much as we can. Uh, and as, if we can feed him with long balls... Uh, we can feed him with uh, deep crosses, uh, you know, with uh, driven crosses, then it's great. But we have to figure out how we're going to do that. And I think Kirosh is looking at the defence at the moment. And I think the weakness in Morocco's defence will come from the flanks. And also, Roman Saiz is not a centre-back. He's um, actually a defensive midfielder when he plays for his club. Um, Is it Wolverhampton I think he plays for? or maybe Hull City, I think it's one of those clubs in the championship, and he is not a, a centre-back, so that will be, with like you look at that and say, it's a weakness, you know, um, the full-backs and size, so, you know, I think they also have weaknesses as well, so we can't just say Iran's got a bad weakness in defence, because they have their own weaknesses as well, so we'll see what happens, but I think that it's a really interesting game, um, Morocco will attack the game, I think, first. So, yeah, I think we'll see uh, a, a fun game, for sure.
0: Guys, uh, a few more questions before you wrap this episode up and um, oof, I think I think the biggest player for us versus this side and throughout the tournament to be honest it isn't going to be Bash or Wallace or anyone. I think it's going to be Haj Safi. I think he's key right now, especially, you know, Masoud has been an is an Asian player, you know, Saito as I told you he's not going to be playing this first match, you know, and I think to, to you know to break the deadlock against the side of Morocco, we need Ma Ehsan Hesafi to be, you know, he's going to be critical for us in doing that, and obviously he needs help in order to do so. Uh, Pejman, would you say that? Who would you say is going to be our biggest key player against Morocco? Or would you agree it would be Ehsan?
2: I think Ehsan is a good pick. I do agree. I mean, he he will be the heart of Iran during that game. He is the one that's going to distribute distribute the balls left and right. He will probably take some of the free kicks. he usually, if you remember, he's he's good at these long throws. You know that they yeah. can be uh, uh, really dangerous. I don't think that he will do them now. I think uh, Iran prefers to maybe hold on to the ball instead of giving a, a you know a hail mary. Uh, I would make uh, if if I don't gonna if I won't choose Hassan Harj Safi, I would probably go with Ali Reza I do believe that Iran will sooner or later. be under some heavy pressure and it's really important that uh, Berawan probably does the game of makes the game of his life Uh, we all know his abilities what he's good at and he if he just can keep that consistency uh, the Moroccans will have a really big trouble uh, trying to score against Vand. and uh, it would be really fun if the world could see one of his uh, super long throws. You know, maybe like a counter attack for left or right, an assist from Beranvan. That that's that would be a part of the you know the World Cup uh, history for me and for the rest of the world probably. So Vand uh, is a key factor in the game against Morocco.
0: Arya. Uh, I think
1: that it will come down to how, like you said, Pasha. Um, how he plays. If if how he plays the box to box role, um, he will be unbelievable player for us because he is one of those players who will never get tired. We saw that against Argentina. He, he ran like an absolute madman. He was all over the pitch. Um, and this year I think with the transfer to Olympiakos, it's really helped him to just um add another element to his game um, uh, but I think our uh, main player this World Cup will be Osmond I think Osmond's the guy who's going to score the goals um, you know who else do you know what I mean, we've had uh, the qualifiers um, who was the guy who scored all the goals, it was Sadar Osmond you know, um, he has to do it you know, he had, had a bad season for Rubin Kazan, he's not been great he hasn't scored goals but he's shown us Against Algeria, against Russia last year, recently, that he can score goals for the national team still. Um, So I think Osmond's the guy who is our focal point. He will be the guy who will score the goals if we get the chances for him uh, in the box. And, you know, I'm I'm expecting him to score a header at some point in this tournament (laughs) because that's what he likes to do. So, I mean, uh, there's other players, of course, but I think Osmond is the guy that we'll have
2: to look at as uh, our, uh, our main man. So, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think you're right. I just want to say I, I agree with you. If someone's going to score the goals, it's going to be uh, Osmoon because he's the kind of guy that can uh, single-handedly make uh, something out of nothing, so to speak. Uh, but uh, he can't... Uh, he will need uh, some really good passes. I think he's a, he's a work or, uh, I can say, uh, he needs to make sure that he and Al-Azhar Jahanbach uh, will sink much better than they have done so far. They have a, had a couple of good games where so they've been able to find each other. But against Morocco, if Bach uh, can make his amazing passes to Ozmun, I'm sure Ozmun he won't need many chances to score a goal. That's the good thing about him.
0: Guys, uh, there's two questions that came from us from uh, Twitter. Uh, let's just quickly talk about these. There's a few more topics I just want to discuss. with um, From atpayomsaw, thank you for sending your tweet. In. Um, he, obviously, we talked about roster predictions, formation prediction, injury updates. He's asking who will take free kicks, who will take corners, what is the best result for us in Spain versus Portugal. I think who will take free kicks will be um, probably either the John Bax and and, or Esan one of those two and then who will take corners. Iris is a John bash. Um, do you guys agree? Um, I don't know. I think
1: Rizalian's got a good free kick. I think he's got a good like, David Beckham type-style free kick You've got Deja guy. You can take free kicks. You've got o He You can take free kicks no, no, You've got but,
0: uh, a lot of match. players, you know, a lot of match. options for the first match though. Just For the first
2: paper. for the first match. I think uh, High you will take most of the free kicks.
0: Okay, Pejman.
2: I think it depends where on the pitch it is. It's on the left or right. Yeah. If you wanna, if you want to shoot or, or make a cross. But all those names you mentioned, sure, they're interesting. If Ashkan will play, I do believe that uh, he will get a chance as well. But uh, long distance, hard shooting uh, abilities—that's Esfand's specialty. Uh, Corners, I think Al-Jahambach uh, uh, does really good. Saman, Gondus uh, is also a good candidate if he will start, or at least he will probably play something in the second half. Uh, Ramin, uh, he, he usually do, do some free kicks, but in the national team, I think there are at least two or three players above him. Uh, so probably score, uh, he probably won't score, he probably won't take any free kicks. Maybe in, in the own uh, 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 near Iran's own goal, but not uh, for for scoring goals. Maybe uh, <laughs> Rusby <be> Cheshmi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: maybe then, as a as a header, maybe as a header.
0: Uh, Payam here also says, "What is the best result for us in Spain uh, versus Portugal?" I think it Spain is nailed on to uh, go to the next round. So I think that me personally, I think it would be much better if Spain uh, defeats Portugal. Um, Would you guys agree? Or would you guys um, would say that maybe a draw or something else? Arya.
1: Yeah, I think a draw would be good um, for us. Um, But I think we can't really look at the results. We have to think about our own game and try and beat Morocco, basically. That's the most
2: important thing. But if we can get them to get a draw, it would be great for us, I think. Peshma? Bring them on, man. I mean, no matter what, there will be a tough game. Yeah. You can say okay, it's good that uh, Spain won, so we they can they can show us that Portugal is is in trouble. On the other hand, we say okay, if uh, Portugal wins, maybe they play a little bit uh, relaxed, too relaxed against Iran, so that's good for Iran. If it's a draw, then you you can make another excuse. So I mean, these p- players are all too professional to be concerned about those facts so yeah. to be honest I, I i don't think it will matter at all
0: okay the next uh tweet we have from daryl 1985 at d-e-m-e-l-l-o 1985 thank you for your question mate is that if it is 0-0 after 70 minutes will Iran settle for a draw or push for a winner if it is the former would fans deem this unacceptable Arya.
1: I to say, I mean, I think, poof, yeah, I think yeah. it would be unacceptable because so I think we have to score goals after yeah. um, draw, but yeah, we, I mean, we, we have to attack the game at some point.
0: Peshman? Yeah.
2: I think Irish will play it safe, that's what happened in the World Cup 2014 against Nigeria. Iran could uh, have been attacking more in the second half, but prefer to, to lay low and in- and be happy with a draw, even when we know that we had Argentina in the next game. So I don't think that he uh, will risk anything.
0: Right. Guys, uh, the next I,
2: few uh, sorry, sorry.
0: The next few things I just want to talk about. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, we have wow, th- one of the best foreign managers, or literally right now we could say the best foreign manager in Africa going up against you know the best foreign manager in Asia right now. Uh, two managers are known to be just tactical masterclass, you know. Everonard, he's won, you know, the African Cup of Nations with, um, you know, Zambia and Ivory Coast, you know, and he's done such a marvelous job with the Moroccan national team. Um, they didn't even consider the World Cup qualifier. He's going up against Carlos Keirush. Oh, so, guys, based off of this matchup... It's definitely just all going to be tactical, isn't it? And um, you, what do you guys think about it? You know, especially these two head-to-head huge figures in the world of football going at it in the first match, which is do-or-die for both sides. Pejman.
2: Well, oof, as you say, you know, you get tired just by thinking of it because, Javier yeah. <laughs> uh, Renard is a really respected <laughs> coach in Africa. He's tremendous work with much. Uh, worst team Morocco and still he showed Morocco uh, with a good team as well uh, It's kind of like the, the clash of the minds and the most important thing is who will give who will, who will be the best guy to analyze what happened in the first half so they give a, the, the correct things to do uh, for the second half. Because uh, to be honest, uh, that's something that I'm really uh, pleased about how Karish uh, turns the game into the second half. Usually, not always, but for the most parts, the second half of Iran is uh, is quite good because he made a correct analysis on what changes that need to be done uh, tactically. Uh, I think Renard is the same. I don't know, kind of play good enough, but uh, I do rate Carlos Karish as one of the best coaches in that uh, uh, stage. So uh, hopefully uh, he will be the winner in uh, the second half because uh, that's really Ron's uh, chance is to to actually uh, win the games. That's that's what I believe. It's really hard to say.
0: Right. Arya?
1: Um, I think that both coaches are you know, tactical geniuses. I actually think that... Um, It will come down to, if anyone makes a mistake in this game, it will be an individual error. Because both teams are organised. Both coaches will organise their teams, regardless of the preparation or how bad it was, etc. I don't care. These these teams will be organised. Any mistake that comes will be an individual error. Against Turkey, two of the goals that conceded um, were Cheshmi's individual errors. Um... So I think
2: any goal that we can see... You know, any I goal won't blame... Oh yeah, I won't blame uh, Cezmi for that second goal. No, no, goal I'm today, not blaming was... him. I'm saying that... It, it, Turkey could have scored four or five goals, you know. Yes, you're right, was, you're right. Iran was awful.
1: But even though, even those chances that were created, I think individually we were being very uh, lazy on the ball. We were looking a little bit um, unprepared. I think that's the reason why uh, we see a little bit... Um, you know, unfit. So I think any, anything that happens it'll be po- probably a fitness issue or something like that. But I, I hope that we come into this game looking very organised the same way we did against Argentina um, and then we're able to sustain the performance level against Spain and Portugal because the worst thing will be if we play hard against Morocco and get a win and then lose like fucking <laughs> lose any <laughs> of that part I, I swear that. you. Uh, if we lose um, 5 0, 6 0 against um, Spain because we were really tired, you know, so um, it would be bad uh, if it's a fitness
0: issue. Guys, so there's few matchups I've written down right here. Let's just try to be as neutral as possible, which shows you how interesting this matchup is going to be. You have Munir, their goalkeeper, versus Bayer on Band, you know, <laughs> which is a really interesting uh, matchup between them two because, you know, they're very height similar. I think Man is just a little bit taller, and you know we both know, um, even from what I've read, that both have been shaky. You know, you know these past couple of games and whatnot. And um, Arya, between this matchup, who would you say is going to come out on top?
1: Oh, uh, I think Bairman Vand is a, was a great athlete, but I think that fundamentally he's not the best keeper we, we have seen. Masahari is our best keeper, but he will start. Munir seems like he's a good keeper. He's playing in Spain, I think. Is it with Numancia or something like that? Um, He's doing well. Um, But I think... um, Oh, I hope Bernal Van doesn't make any mistakes because it would be very uh, costly. Because they
0: all do make mistakes, so that's funny. Um, Peshmer?
2: Yeah. I haven't seen enough of Munir to be honest. I just read about him. (laughs) And uh, I think... uh, it's just 90 minutes, you know, so if both keepers can can be ready for 90 minutes, uh, I think it's, it's just, uh, it will be a 50-50, right. so that's my answer.
0: So another key battle, um, which is going to be interesting, is that, and then we, when I say these key battles, for the people that are what, they're, they're, they're going to listen and then they're going to watch it, match and look out for these kind of things, it's going to be cab-y. Um obviously it's going to be like up against more design Cheshmi, that's another key battle. Um, what do you guys think about this matchup, Tejman?
2: Well, uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think Cheshmi will have a, a hard time, but I'm sure that he will get the necessary backup that he needs uh, so that he can focus on what he's actually good at and he's, he's better at, uh, at distributing the ball than maybe uh, g- you know uh, great tackles. Uh, and uh, if Kaby have made his homework well, he knows the, the weak po- uh, spots or the weak points that um, our good friend Cheshmi have, so uh, I believe that Kaby could be uh, more dangerous, and will maybe uh, win that duel, uh, but he still will end up with nothing because uh, I'm sure Cheshmi will get that necessary backup that he needs. Pasha, what do you think? You tell me.
0: I think, you know, with the form that Cabby has been for the national team, um, he's just done such a marvelous job. And especially now that, you know, he had him been playing the last uh, few friendlies. But, you know, Heron Renault just brought him back in, slot him in starting 11. It goes on to show you that he's... The managers realize there's a weak point we have. And um, from what I've seen is that we haven't... The issues are, when we play against in the Asian club, we haven't been really up against tall players, you know, Mortiza or, you know, at the time, Jalal Hosseini. So it's going to be very interesting at how they're going to maintain them. I think if it's going to come down to it, I think, it's, I hope it's going to be more Mortiza, uh defending the player as opposed to Cheshmi. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because they're going against uh, one of the, you know, Morocco's Predominantly, you know best striker at the moment. So that's going to be another uh, Interesting ba- battle. Uh, another one that I've written down is Bell Honda <laughs> uh, He's done. He hasn't been consistent uh, But in the last match against Estonia was fen- phenomenal. Uh, I guess Ramin Rezaian <laughs> So that's going to be a huge matchup and if let's I hope Ramin Rezaian does a good job because if that's If Bell Honda does Ramin really well, it's it's going to be um that's going to be one of our huge issues on the right-hand side. Pejman, what do you think? Sure.
2: Sorry, go ahead, Pejman. Um, well, I think any, any fight against uh, Ramin is, is a fight that Iran will lose because Ramin isn't a great defender, necessarily. That uh, phenomenal. So, well, we will see Ramin struggle on that side. And then again, I think just as Chashmi, uh, he will get that necessary backup. But... I mean, how many backups can you can you have? You know, before yeah. all team are like in in their own goal more or less. Uh, that's that's what, what makes me concerned that we can park the bus or whatever you want to call it. But uh, Iran needs to attack as well, and that's where Ramin can be useful. Right. So I, w- uh, I, w- I want to fight
1: uh, Ramin's battle a little bit because I think that he gets too much criticism as a defender. I don't think he's made any mistakes defensively for Iran. If you look at his games, uh, his twenty-four caps, whatever, he hasn't actually made any defensive errors like to concede goals from um, in those caps. I don't think he's been that bad defensively, and in Belgium, um, he hasn't been bad either. I think actually his, I think the, the issue with Ramin isn't actually defensively. I think the issue with Ramin is actually his his short passing. I think he's good at long passing and his crossing is good, but I think his short passing is a bit is a bit off. He always wants to play a long ball. You know, the typical Iranian player like in the in the Iranian league, they always play long balls. I think he's kind of stuck in that sort of, um, in that mentality of playing long passes. I think that's his issue. I don't think his issue is defending. I think he's a strong player. I think he can get back and defend. I think his issue is more uh, short distribution than it is defending. But, you know, it's a, that's an opinion that I yeah, think
2: people have about him. Yeah, Aria, I, I do agree. At some point, uh, at some point, uh, Ramin's defensive skills have improved in uh, Belgium, and uh, he have uh, some some coolness in him that he didn't have before. Uh, so, uh, w- what we know is that uh, the opponents probably see the... Uh, Milad Mohamadi as a better defender than Ramin so Ramin will get much more pressure so if they'll come at Ramin's side five times and Mohamadi's side just one time Mohamadi maybe will will clear the the ball but Arouz five times four times uh, Ramin would do good and at one time would simply be not good enough and they will make a dangerous cross so maybe that's why he gets all this criticism because they know that he's not a good defender as Mohammadi maybe he's not a bad defender but he's simply not good enough so he will get a much harder time that's that's what I've been thinking about uh, Ramin to be honest
0: there's two more uh, matchups that I think it's going to be interesting for all of us as viewers and listeners as well um one I think it's, it's going to be for me this is where it's going to be if we're going to win this match or not it's going to be Boussa and uh, up against Ibrahimi you know somebody that is basically their heart and soul. From what I've realized, and against Ebrahimy, that just we're just sliding back him in, and um, hopefully because Saeed, as I tell you won't be playing, it's gonna be a tough task for him. Um, but how do you guys see this going? Especially um, Iran's issue about distributing the ball because only it's eh- Sana Safi uh, in the middle of the park, and I think Masoud is a decent distributor, buddy. You know he's he's too old nowadays that he's way too slow on the ball. Pejman.
2: Well, first of all, I don't believe that Omid Ebrahim will start. I believe that Masoud will start, so it'd be a a, a a fight versus Masoud instead, and that's a fight Masoud will probably end up with a yellow card in the, in the first half, uh, makes which is kind of uh, makes it. S- s- I mean, kind of hard for him to play that kind of rough games that he usually do in, in uh, when he's in a duel with a ball, yeah, but. If Ebrahimi starts, I think he will be the winner of that because that's that's what he does. That's what he has been doing in Esteghlal and Sepahan the last couple of uh, five, six, seven years. Uh, Ebrahimi is good at what he does, but maybe not the best, but if you compare it to Masoud, he's better uh, on that because that's his usual position. That's what's what he's been trained to do. Uh, so against Masoud, Masoud will be the loser in that part. Against Omid, I think Omid will do well. To be honest,
0: Arya, You know, this on paper we can obviously nail down that Masud is gonna start. So let's just hypothetically, like I agree with Pedro on that. Here is that let's just say uh, Masud versus uh, Um How do you see that matchup? Especially that you know he's done such a great job uh, for this Moroccan national team.
1: Yeah, uh, Boussouf, uh, um He was a Chelsea uh, youth product, also like Ajax and then Chelsea, and then he went to. Uh, Belgium for a little while and then he went to Russia and and his career has been good you know he's always had a good career he's always stayed fit he always looked like a really uh, talented player he was born in Holland uh, grew up with you know Dutch football Um, he's a really really talented player very skillful you know he's small but he actually is very elusive Um, and I think that if Shojai plays in that you know defensive midfield position as a deep-lying playmaker you know, his role shouldn't be to make tackles, um, in my opinion. If he does play in that road position, then I think uh, um, the, the player who has to be marking uh, bosufa should be somebody who's like, you know, somebody like High Safi, but um, it's tough to say. I don't think Shoujoie should be that the guy who, who marks him, in my opinion. I don't even think he should be marked anyway. I think you should allow bosufa uh, a bit of room, and then when you see him making the pass, then you should close him down. So I think the, the guy for that job is Ibrahimi. Um, but if Shoujari starts, you'll have a tough task. Um, because I don't think Shoujari is a defender. Like he, he can't make tackles. He's a big guy, but he can't make tackles. Um, um, but the opposite is if Shoujari is on the ball and Busufa has to defend, I think it'll also be a tough thing for Basuva, so we'll see what happens. I think um, it will be a tough, tough game for both of them. To be honest, uh, but an
0: important game. The last uh, key matchup before I'm gonna ask you guys for your prediction is how my my favorite player on this national team is Milad Mohammadi. Either he's gonna go up against uh, Abrobrat or um, Harit. Oof, that's gonna be interesting. If he got, if he does actually go up against both or um, either one, Pejman. Yeah. Arya, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Harid's a fantastic player. I've been watching him for Schalke. I think he's a fantastic player. Harid, has he's done well this season. He's not played that much, but I think from what I've seen, I like Harit's uh, his style of football. Um, Amrabat's a good player, but I think Riyad Mahamadi against Amrabat to me sounds like a really juicy affair. Uh, it's going to be something to watch. Um, I don't know if Page agrees.
2: I agree. I think that's the most fun part to watch. These are two great players. I think there are just two winners here. I can't see uh, one of them playing bad or being responsible for something negative, you know. Uh, Mohammadi for me, as you said, Pasha, uh, a favorite player. Uh, he's done great in uh, Russia and he will, I'm sure, he will do great uh, in the World Cup. He's just a football
0: player. He just puts his head down, doesn't do anything on social media, focuses. You know, he's done such a marvelous job and, you know,
2: he's. Yeah, but, but no, I, I don't know if that social media part is important i mean uh, he he have has his part his share of strange posts as well you know uh, with his twin brother it, it looks kind of <laughs> strange from now and then but uh, i don't want to focus on that because after all these players they are human beings as well i mean they, yeah. let's say they train four or five hours so what should they do in the rest of the time i mean they should be able to do whatever so I don't agree with it's another discussion but I don't agree with with the part that uh, players shouldn't uh, goof around or whatever they want to do on Instagram, let them do that because they wouldn't be where they are today if they weren't good football players, we should not forget about that but uh, coming back to your question uh, I think that these are two players that we will probably see in better clubs in the future, although there's nothing wrong with Schalke, but uh, uh, these players are really interesting and uh, they have a great future, I believe.
0: Fantastic point, guys. Last topic. Um, it's been a great discussion to have with this episode. Is predictions? <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm gonna be as realistic as possible. I think it's just gonna be a one-one draw. I'm not sure if you guys would agree. Um, I don't see Iran defeating Morocco, especially because of how. Unfortunately, how bad we prepared um, with the friendly matches. As much as um, these players, we could have done much more with them. Um, Arya. Oh, partially
1: good prediction. I, I don't know. I think uh, I think Iran will. Um, I hope Iran win the game. If I if I'm gonna be honest, I don't think they will. I think uh, Iran will draw the game nil nil. Um, but I really really hope that we get one of those ugly goals. Um and we score like a, a header from uh, in, the, in the last five minutes um, um, I think uh, if either if it's not 1-0 then it's 0-0 um, basically I don't think it'll be a high scoring game
2: um, but I hope uh, we can keep a clean sheet at least no 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 you guys you're so wrong both teams will surprise us they had the both, de- they had, both team had the best defenses in the qualifiers but now it's it's a new new type of uh, game now. It will be three three scored from six different goal scorers, <laughs> uh, and really. it will be the best game in the first round of the World Cup.
0: As long as it's not the Iran versus Nigeria game we saw four years ago, I'll be more than happy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was the worst. That was no, the worst. no, 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 guys. That was a super great game to watch. I mean, uh, you. you I said it to many people you know it was like oh if you can't sleep just put on Iran Nigeria and it will be lovely but uh, uh, you, you have to understand the, the tactics you know what's how Iran came into the game and uh, how prepared they were and what team a great team that Nigeria had and how tactically disciplined Iran was against uh, Nigeria they had a tough uh, 10 15 minutes in the beginning but after that a draw was was fair and Iran closed out a great Nigerian team with, uh, with that squad that we had, to be honest it wasn't the best players uh, available, it was a decent squad but none of them could compare to, to the Nigerian players or the Nigerian team, so for me that game, I, I love to watch it over and over again, just to show that's how you how can break down a team as Nigeria, so uh, I- I'm well, Don't talk bad about that game again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fantastic point, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Pejman is off to Russia. Pejman, I hope you have a fantastic World well, there.
2: Mother game. Russia, here I come. Yeah. yeah, guys, we'll keep you updated as much as we can via Golbezan, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot.
0: Aria, right. fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for your time appreciate it much. Yeah. So guys that are listening to this uh, episode, as always, you could uh, find us at com. All our episodes are up on there. Uh, Admin of has done a fantastic job writing articles. Uh, we're trying to have a few more people that could help him uh, write articles. Uh, if you guys are more than welcome to join him. Uh, his email is up on the website. Um, our email is mail at com. Everybody else's individual emails are up on the website. If you just want to send uh, a love note or anything (laughs) to an individual person or speak to them directly, no problem. And all our Twitter handles are up on Twitter. So, guys, fantastic. Thank you, everybody, that are listening to this. Guys, pleasure. Uh, Let's hope for the best for Iran.